welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is on Naspers, a global internet group which is headquartered in South Africa and counted among the biggest technology investors in the world. Uh, to get a brief sense uh, of the numbers, it owns 31% of Tencent, the Chinese online gaming giant, and that share alone is worth $133 billion. How is India relevant for the firm and vice versa? Varsha Neghani, the author of the cover story, is with me on the other line to talk about just this. Hi, Varsha. Hi, Abhishek. Thanks so much. Before we start with uh, what is the company doing in India, can you give us a brief uh, history of uh, what is Naspers? So, Naspers is a 104-year-old company. It was established in 1915 in South Africa. And it began life as a newspaper publisher. Uh, you know, it supported the apartheid regime at the time. And then uh, eventually it kind of moved into pay TV. You know, when pay TV came in and NASPA's executives realized that it would pose a threat to their print revenues, they moved into pay TV. Thereafter, when the Internet started brewing, they moved into digital news sites. They started picking up digital news sites. And then by the early 2000s, you know, they realized that um, Internet really was, you know, brewing at the time. So they started using their earnings from print and pay TV to invest in up-and-coming tech businesses. Uh, so some of their early investments were made in China. They bungled a lot of those investments until they struck upon Tencent, which back then in 2001 was a little-known loss-making startup. But uh, Koos Becker, who was the, the CEO of Naspers at the time uh, and now the chairman, he noticed a spark in the, in the founders. Uh, so he put in $32 million into Tencent, which today is worth $133 billion. So that's really Naspers for you. They've constantly reinvented their business model to keep up with the changing times. In addition to uh, Tencent, uh, it, it's got investments in, I read, Brazil, South Africa, of course, Germany. What the Tencent investment did for them is because the Tencent value soared over time, Naspers fortunes also soared. The monies that came in from that, they were able to invest in other businesses. Over time, they've invested across three primary categories. One is classifieds, where they've got investments in OLX, which primarily operates in India and Brazil. They have let go in the US. Uh, they have Avito, Dub Diesel. So they have about 20 businesses within the classifieds uh, arm that serve about 340 million users every month. Then they've got a payments and fintech arm, which, uh, you know, uh, with PayU, India is a key market for them in, in that sense. And then they have food delivery, where, uh, you know, they have Swiggy in India, they have iFood in Brazil, Delivery Hero in Germany. These are the three core areas that they've been investing in. And you had a chance to interview the company's uh, CEO uh, as well. Uh, what What is his vision? And uh, the company has invested $4 billion in the last five years. How does a company look at India? Right. So, so India is a key market for them. And uh, they were actually one of the early investors in India. The first investment they made was back in 2007, where they backed IBBO, which at the time was, uh, you know, a fledgling company. Uh, the founder, Ashish Kashyap, was experimenting with a bunch of things from social media to gaming to advertising. So they put in that initial $5 million check in the company and the company actually pivoted several times before it actually worked out, before it became this travel uh, giant that we know of it to be. Uh, but all through NASPA stuck on. So they, they tend to be long-term investors. Patient capital is what they provide. From that uh, early foray into India, they tend to focus on the entrepreneur. Alluding to the IBBO example, despite the, the business pivoted several times, but it's the, the entrepreneur that they backed and his conviction. 
and likewise and over time they've invested in a number of companies your article a couple of time makes that point that how their focus is on the founders or the entrepreneurs now this is indeed true of some of the big venture capitalist giants but why more so of naspers so one of the key differences between naspers and a traditional vc is that you know just to give you some context they look for societal impact which is not generally a, um, what a traditional vc would concern themselves with so in terms of societal impact classifieds again is a great example where you know bob van dyke the, the ceo was explaining to me that people tend to buy more things than they need and given the planet's limited resources eventually we'll have to buy and sell used goods so classifieds is their answer to that and therefore they've invested heavily in that but another thing that kind of makes them really different from a traditional vc is that they don't operate a fund they don't have any lps they have no exit horizon so what this means is that it gives naspers the freedom to invest how much ever they want in a company and to invest in that company for however long they want they do have deep pockets obviously for the the amount of money that they have they've invested 600 or million dollars in swiggy uh, so how do they look at these investments which are almost half a billion dollars you said that they unlike traditional firms they may not have an immediate exit uh, horizon in place so how do they look at these because uh, in the end you will need to make profits or want the company to make profits so you know in, in addition to societal impact and tech being an enabler to kind of achieve you know a company's goal you know using those two means they look for companies that can achieve scale number 1 can draw on network effects uh, two and number three that that have a mobile first strategy so given this kind of three prong strategy they they looking for companies that can really scale and then with that scale with the volumes you know they hope profitability will come in so that's the key, that's the thing with swiggy as well uh, you know it's you know it's not a profitable company at this point in time but it's achieving tremendous scale it's grown 10x since um, since the first investment since the first check that naspers put in in may 2017 it's grown 10x in terms of volumes so they're really to looking to grow the business and they say they have a plan for profitability but that's not something they kind of let me in on right i think that is one thing about uh, about investors right they are very cagey about discussing when is it that the firms will eventually make a profit or maybe they are not focusing on that in the near term get the mass on and then figure out ways to make money in the long run right you said mobile first where are the other places where they are putting the money in india you said olx is one swiggy another uh, ibibo is what they started off with uh, a few other investments where they are focused on on mobile first sure so so make my trip is another uh, key example where they kind of use that whole mobile first strategy and looked at scale make my trip is a, you know a travel agent as we all know but they merged ibibo which they owned at the time with make my trip pumped in additional money into into make my trip and took on a 43% stake in the company and created what is the largest online travel agent in india and in fact recently in august this year they swapped their shares in make my trip for ctrip shares which is a chinese travel agent and they've earned an irr of 24% likewise with flipkart you know they invested early on in the e-commerce company back in 2012 which was you know still early days for e-commerce in india but they doubled down on their investments in the company you know over the years so between 2012 to 2017 they kept pumping money into flipkart and this is something they do if they like a company they like the entrepreneurs they will keep backing them and doubling down on the investments in that company they invested a total of 600 plus million dollars in uh, flipkart and they again they exited uh, at the time of walmart's uh, purchase of the company and you know made a killing out of that as well another important milestone mm-hmm. that uh, naspers uh, 
achieved was that of its listing on the trading floor of uh, Euronext, was it? Yes. You know, one of the things is because of the Tencent investment, uh, NASPERS value, of course, soared over time. But it also became too large for the uh, Johannesburg Stock Exchange where NASPERS has been listed since 1994. So the market cap of NASPERS on the GSE was, was about $100 billion. But the value of the Tencent stake itself is $133 billion. So that shortfall meant that investors, uh, the, the market was ascribing zero value to NASPERS' other investments that we've spoken about across classifieds, payments, e-commerce, food delivery, etc., which is why the shares were trading at a discount. Because of the rise in Tencent's value, NASPERS became too big for the JSC, where, where it kind of became 25% of the, a share-weighted index of the boss. So local investors were kind of forced to sell the NASPERS shares to you know diversify and not have that concentration risk in their post portfolios so what naspers decided to do was that they decided to uh, kind of spin off all their uh, global internet investments into a separate company called process and they've listed process on the euronext in amsterdam to one correct the share price discount and two assign you know true and fair value to the other investments that they've made other than Tencent which are all you know very good investments as well and of course broaden the investor base further growth etc but really the key reason was to correct that share price discount which Tencent brought on and the company that is you know growing at such rapid pace uh and sees India as an important uh, market to invest in. How does the near future look like? Did you have a chance to you know, investigate that with the top management there? So India is a key market for them, especially with uh, payments and fintech. That's that's something they're very excited about, that the, the India army is driving the profitability. They're very excited about food delivery as well. And in terms of the next big thing, they're looking at machine machine learning. That's That's something they have their eyes on. So, so yeah, let's see. I mean, I was asking Bob Van Dyke that, you know, can NASPERS replicate its Tencent investment or was that a once in a lifetime find? He said, well, you know what, everyone is looking for the next Tencent. Yes, indeed. I think on that note, uh, Varsha, we can uh, call it a day. Thank you very much for your time on this podcast. Great. Thank you so much, Abhishek. Thanks. Thanks. And all your listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com and on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818. 